We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Midday show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, you guys with us. 215-592-9494. Back to the phone lines in just minutes. Right now... We have to go out to a guest, a special guest. Not, it's not often you could say your guest is a future Hall of Famer. I yeah, think he is. man. Patrick Willis played for the 49ers. Great player in his day. Five-time All-Pro and, of course, also played under Vic Fangio. He joins us right now. How you doing, Patrick? P-Dub! <laughs> what's happening? What's happening? How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. First of all, I want to say happy belated birthday, man, because I know your birthday was yesterday. And I want to say I appreciate you. I, I reached out to him at the last minute, man. And I knew he was probably out there golfing or something. I had to holler at Spikes to get his number. <laughs> and he reached back out no, to I me, man, and, and, and gave me a call. No. Man, I just wanted to say, what you been up to, man? How you doing? Uh, man, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I, I cannot complain. Just grateful to see another another year around the sun. And um, yeah, just looking forward to uh, another positive year. Yeah, man. That, that's great. Like I said, congratulations. But but we we got coach Fangio here now and you know there's been a lot of reports coming to my my out of Miami about how people don't like him and all this other stuff when you were with coach Fangio what type of coach was he man you know truthfully I was a I was a fan of Vicks um you know at the end of the day I'm the type of person that you know you judge a person by what they do um on the field uh when that's their their job qualification and Vic um, bar none, um, when I had him as, as a defensive coordinator, there was not a time that we were not prepared to go out and play our best football. Patrick, what was he like in terms of, of the mentality he tried to instill in you guys? Because, you know, we hear a lot – because a lot of teams have this Vic Fangio defense. Right? A lot of his assistants have become coordinators. We had one here a couple years ago in Jonathan Gannon, and a lot of people would say it's not aggressive enough. It's a bend but don't break. What would you say – like, what was the kind of message he would give to you guys? Because I, I remember watching your Niners teams – and I always felt like you guys were an aggressive defense. Yeah, you know, I I, I suppose you know it, it just depends on the, you know, the the style of of game or the style of defense that we need to play that week. And but for the most part, you know, I always felt that we just had a, a group of guys that were just hungry to go out and execute. Like at the end of the day, I always felt like you know the coaches coach during the week and players play on Sundays, and so. Um, so as far as like you know the aggressiveness or not, you know I I I trust Vic's um, mindset and his defense. And at the end of the day, if you got a squad that can go out and get it done, then you know there should be no excuses. Uh, you should know when to go <laughs> go make it happen. You you know what's funny, Pat? Because I've been hearing stories coming out of Miami again about how Vic rubbed guys the wrong way because and like an example they gave was like breaking down meetings and everything like that. Like he would do one part of the meeting or, or something like that, and the other guy wanted to do another part. When you had him as a defensive coordinator, was he the type of defensive coordinator that, that talked throughout the whole meeting, or, or did he, uh, you know, parcel out different things for different coaches to do? You know, that, that, that's a great question. Again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't inside of that uh, Miami's locker room um, or defensive meeting room, so I'm not sure how they, how they orchestrated. But for us, I feel like, man, we had a very good dynamic group of guys. I mean, one of the things I can honestly say, and, you know, credit to Harbaugh, 
um, I I was able to see what it what it felt like to have a group of guys that from head to toe that seemed like they were all uh, all aligned, meaning like there was no no eye bigger than the team, uh, you know, and and that's what I admired most about you know being a part of that Vic's defense and mm-hmm. and having Coach Levitt. You know, Coach Levitt was oftentimes say he would say, listen, this is what Vic wants. And this is how we're going, like install it. But if we have any questions or any of that things, like you know, bring them to me, and we'll give them to Vic. And I always felt like Vic was very um, open to, you know, to to some of the things we had to say. Now, obviously, you know, he he likes how he runs his schemes or whatnot. But um, but yeah, I mean, I I I admired playing for him or whatnot. And so you know, I, that's credit to the guys I was with and also his coaching staff. So. We're talking to Patrick Willis here, former 49er linebacker, of course, a five-time All-Pro, played under Vic Fangio. Patrick, we were looking yesterday at, at Vic's career and the different linebackers he coached, and a lot of great ones, you know, from the old days back with the Dome Patrol in New Orleans to, to you guys, and even Roquan Smith most recently in Chicago, who's turned out to be a great player now for the Ravens. Did you feel that, that that was kind of his area of expertise? Because here in Philadelphia, Patrick, people love linebackers. We need linebackers, dog. We need some linebackers. We got to get good linebacker play. <laughs> Did you feel that that like he kind of really helped you and knew that part of the defense linebacker was his thing? Yeah, you know, I, I felt like you know for the most part, you, you take you take who we were just as individuals, and then you you add in you know Vic's um, expertise of the game. And like I said, I just felt like there was not a time that we were not you know, prepared to go out there as a unit. And, and also, too, I pride that on who we were as players or not like. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Again, we just had a group of guys that were hungry and understood that, like, all right, if you say you are who you say you are, then, like, let's go out and get it done. And, you know, I feel like, you know, it. at the end of the day, we all won from that. And so... You know, I'm I'm not I'm not sure what you know what it is that you know um, they don't like as much or, or what it is that they want to paint of him. But obviously, you know he's he's that defensive coordinator now, and I can honestly say they got they got some defensive players. And you know, perhaps if that if it's the same thing there and they don't get it done, then you know then who knows? Um, but you know, I'm looking forward to see what he's going to do. Like I'm curious, Pat, since I got you on the phone, because I never got a chance to ask you this, but but you and Navarro Bowman, man, y'all y'all cats played with an attitude. Were y'all out there competing to see who head y'all can knock off the quickest <laughs> when y'all played football, man? <laughs> you know what it is. You know it's funny uh, you say that because I, I, you know, as I look back on it now, um, you know we we had kind of like a little nickname we call like pain. And suffering, and it's one thing to have a team, <laughs> I love but it's that another thing. Pain and suffering. It's, a, it's another thing. To, it's another thing that you know when you feel pain, but it's another thing to suffer, like in having that pain. And I felt like, you know, in in all honesty speaking, Navarro was his own linebacker. He was his um, own individual. However, together we played really uniquely together, and it was special. And I and I can honestly say I felt that he was the protege uh, to me, um, in in the sense that like I felt that. My time had came, and he was the next in line to take that 
defense um, owned as as it as it was to be. And so um, it was a pleasure to play with him um, out there on that field, along with all those other guys. Bro, I tell you, I, I used to love watching y'all cats play, man. That 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 was one of the highlights. Where, <laughs> when I, we heard we talked to, you, I was telling Joe, I was like, man, I used to love to watch those two cats play. Man. Y'all put it down. Hey, Hugh, I tell you, I, real, real quick, I, I was telling someone the other day, I, my, our first training camp in 2011, he and I roomed together, and it was the first year we were starting together. And I never forget just trying to, you know, wanting to build that rapport. And you get that by, you know, asking, you know, beginning to ask people about themselves. Like, you know, so, man, what was it like where you grew up at? And he told me about what it, where it was like where he grew up at, how it was to be in the city and how you had to be careful. Like, every time you walked around this corner, like, it was he was guaranteed a fight, and so just the way he was breaking down, I was saying to myself, I'm like, man, you had to get it like that, and and I started telling him about how, how where I grew up in the in the country about like I'm like man, we wouldn't we didn't have to worry about nobody like you know coming around the corner wanting to fight, we had to worry about these dogs chasing us or whatnot, and so we had to get after it like that, and so I say that to say he got it from where he got it from, and I got it from where I got it from being city boy, I'm country boy, and you put both those together, and we just had a we had a commonality, and that was a hunger to go out and, and be the very best we could be, um, and I'm glad we was able to do that. Yeah, it worked. You guys dominated. Uh, Patrick, I saw a couple weeks ago you were tweeting about the Eagles during their playoff game against the Bucks. Obviously, they lost that game, and, and this is the fallout <laughs> since. So as, from a defensive perspective, I saw your tweets about the offense. What what are you seeing out there? Because to us, they have the talent, and we saw it a year ago. And it's fixable. To be better offensively. What did you notice just watching the playoff game about the offense? Because it's just crazy to us that you have – you know, you have Hurts and Devontae. I know Brown didn't play in that game, but they have a lot of pieces on offense, and they couldn't move the ball in that game. Yeah, you know, it, um, it, it was it was unique. I mean, it was interesting to see. And again, I was just bumping my guns. That was only two cent talk from a from a from a retired player overnight. And um, but I say that to say, yeah, it was someone just it was something interesting about the the offense as I was watching it, and I didn't know. If it was if their whole scheme, because sometimes like whether teams want to admit it or not, your identity is either your offense or it's your defense, or both of them play so well, you like what what is the identity? And for me, I was thinking that the identity was going to be the the defense. I thought the defense would would do enough to go out and and do enough to take over games where the offense could just be as they are. Now with the defense not being as strong as I thought they probably were going to be. I feel like maybe the offense wasn't maybe, I don't know, like not maybe built to to be that type of offense where you can be the dominant, like the dominant squad. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I I think, I think again, it probably goes back, and I'm a, I'm a biased person. Um, I think it goes back to the defense. When the defense, when you know that your defense is going to go out and dominate and get it done. There's something about your offensive side where you feel like, you know, we got to come, we got to come with it. But it felt like the offense was just trying to, was only matching the defense for the most part. And then as far as the defense, that's where I was a little bit more frustrated because I felt like, man, why are these guys, like, where is that hunger? Like, it's like you can tell the difference between somebody that's hungry and they're trying to get to that, get to that place so they can eat. And then someone that's like, ah, you know, if I, if I get there, you know, I, you know, I get there. If not, then if it happens, it happens. I, I don't think yeah. that's, yeah, and that's a that's that's scary, you know, when you got a team full of guys that you're looking at, you know, at any given time they can destroy like they have they they can destroy a play any given moment and, and when you're not seeing it consistently you like, Okay, like what what's what's up? You know, where's that why is the fire not there? And, you know, only they can truly answer that within themselves. So, um but yeah, you know, again, I, I feel like with 
Vic, you know, having a uh, been at the helm of that defense, um, you know, he he has what it takes. Again, it may not be pretty, and you know, like you know, I call it like players' coach ish vibes or whatnot. But he knows what he's talking about, and you know, he's he's proven to be successful and can be successful. And so I don't see why he he cannot with that defense. Patrick, let's end with this, and we do appreciate you hopping on with us today. Your former team Sunday NFC Championship game. Patrick, we'll be honest with you. We're rooting against them. We got a thing with the Niners. Yeah, I'm, not, not ha- so, I'm hating on the Niners. Yeah, not so much your Niners, but this current version. You know, we beat them. <laughs> they beat us. So it's a little rivalry. So we're rooting Detroit here. But what do you think? Is, are the Niners going back to the Super Bowl, or you have a little fear of this Lions team coming in? No, no fear. Um, the only the only fear would be that they they don't go out and play the way that they need to to play. Um, you know, I feel like this is going to be one of those games where they. I think they're going to come out and dominate this game. And it's going to be good. And it's going to be interesting to see how they do the Super Bowl. I just – the Niners have played really good football. I just feel like Tom's maybe a little inconsistent to be to have the kind of team that they they have. Needless to say, they they win, though, and that's all that matters. And so this weekend they're really going to have to have, have it have it tighten up, and I, I think that they will. Unfortunately, I heard that Debo may not be in there, and sometimes, you know, that – Maybe mentally it can mess with the morale a little bit, but I think overall they still have enough to go out and, and beat this Lions, Lions team. But, again, it's, it's any given Sunday, so we shall see. We shall. Patrick, we really appreciate you hopping on. Belated happy birthday, as you said, and good luck with the Hall of Fame announcement coming up next month. Uh, yeah, we, we believe you're going to get in, if not this year, soon. Good luck with that, Patrick. No, it's Patrick. coming. It's yeah. definitely coming. Good luck, Patrick. Thank you for hopping <laughs> on. Right. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a there he goes, yes, Patrick Willis there. So We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.